Hey there, folks. Well, the verdict in the Sam Bankman free trial impact the future of cryptocurrency regulation. I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Hello and welcome wherever you're watching right around the world. I'm Aaron Young. Good to be with you. Coming up this hour, new details being released surrounding President Biden's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. But first... Let's kick off this Friday with Ticker Hot Shots, and we're joined by Veronica Dudo in New York. Veronica, always great to see you now. After weeks of testimonial uh, testimonies and legal arguments, the jury now in that fraud trial of the FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has now begun its deliberations, a trial which has captured significant attention in the cryptocurrency and financial community centers around allegations of fraudulent activities uh, related to the popular cryptocurrency exchange. Obviously, we have been watching this for the past few months, ever since his arrest in the Bahamas, uh, quite a while ago now, it feels like a world, a world ago. But uh, during this trial, the past couple of weeks, even the past few days, we've been hearing the closing arguments from his defense attorneys, Veronica, saying he isn't a monster, he isn't a bad person, he got caught up. But for all of those people who lost thousands, millions of dollars, they want to see some justice, right? They absolutely do. And uh, one thing's for sure, the jurors are going to have pizza tonight and have Ubers to take them home. At least that's what the judge announced, saying that they are ready to you know, stay there throughout 8 p.m. this evening to see if they can try to get some type of answer. Tomorrow, a juror has a conflict, which um, you know would then kick this into the following week. Uh, so that will certainly be a long weekend. But as you mentioned, a lot of people were hurt, harmed in this. Of course, we know Sam Bankman-Fried said that, well, he just took bad advice. But on the flip side, you have his former girlfriend, his former friends, this close-knit group uh, of, of all of them who you know room together, uh, one friend went to math camp with him when they were younger. So they all pleaded guilty and they talked about really how this seemed to have thought behind it. So again, you know, without, with beyond reasonable doubt, can, will the jury, you know, find him guilty or not guilty? It, it, it does certainly rest with them at this moment. Yeah, and it certainly does lead to the question that prosecutors have put forward, suggesting that there was perceptive uh, action taken here by him, uh, deceptive action taken by Sam Bankman-Fried uh, when he ran FTX. We've heard a lot about his crazy spending that apparently he was offering President uh, Trump to um, huge amounts of money to not run again. So much has come out of this. I think that there are some big questions, regardless of whether he's found guilty or not guilty for the crypto industry, which is, it does seem like it's run by cowboys. It does feel like people's money that's being invested is essentially being used by people to do whatever they want. That That is right across the board. It isn't just in this particular case. We're hearing it more and more. There are more cryptocurrency exchanges just coming forward even today that there are allegations that the people involved are in not doing what they should be, that they're not spending investors' money wisely. Um, that has been the ongoing concern about crypto, right? We've seen our friends invest in Bitcoin. We've seen them try different things. It's been seen as our generation's one only opportunity to be able to make money because the housing market's been taken over by our parents and their parents. Um, what do you think of that? 
The broader implications in this is potentially huge so much so that it is getting media attention around the world. And this could potentially be the case that makes everyone say, ah, well, you know, that's not really trustworthy. So what does this do for the industry? As you mentioned, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see what happens because you have to try to rebuild trust. There were, you know, celebrities involved in this and athletes and, you know, people want to feel that when they're making investment, obviously, you know, nothing is surefire here, but, yeah. you know, to, to not already look at this as tainted, you know, that's hard now to change that idea. It is all about trust. Anyone who doesn't believe that is kidding themselves. All right. Now, President Joe Biden says that a pause is needed in the Israel-Hamas war to allow more time to get prisoners out. Negotiations to free 239 hostages, including children and the elderly, have continued since Hamas's terrorist attack on October 7. It killed about 1,400 people in Israel. It's interesting, Veronica, we know the United States has been central in a lot of Israel's plans or perhaps waiting over the past week to enter the ground war phase of that war in uh, in Gaza, in the Middle East. We know that the US have been saying, wait, wait, wait. We've been waiting to hear from Hezbollah as well about what they plan to do here. But so much focus now from the international community, from the United Nations has been focused on looking after those hostages, making sure that those people, and not just hostages, but also the innocent civilians who are caught up in all of this, who do not support Hamas, who are Palestinian, who are now living in an absolute war zone in a hellhole there as well. Now even President Biden calling on this, and it came about right because a Jewish rabbi in a crowd where he was speaking stood up and said, Mr. President, if you care, we have to have a ceasefire. So this was said at a private dinner and the president said that, you know, he certainly does support a pause to be able to uh, do everything possible to help the innocent civilians stuck there in Gaza, also the hostages. Um, but they, the White House during their, pre their press briefing, you know, with uh, Admiral John Kirby, they were very quick to say that the president is not calling for a ceasefire, that he is calling for a quote unquote pause. So take that as you may. Now we do know uh, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, he He's headed again to the Middle East. You know, this has been really interesting because we've seen the president go there. We've seen Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin go to the Middle East. We've seen Anthony Blinken already go to the Middle East. He's going back again. So, you know, in the middle of this war, we are seeing a lot of leaders also from Europe, from France, from the UK. They're also visiting um, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of course, giving their support, but at the same time, towing that line where they are very interested in, of course, preserving human life. So where does this go from here? Uh, it, will, it will be interesting to watch. We know that Egypt opened up the Rafa crossing. So we are seeing uh, a lot of those refugees now allowed to come through. But again, you know, the U.S. intelligence community just late breaking announced that they have information that Russia is going to send an air defense system to Hezbollah. Mm. So, you know, what happens now with Israel? North, uh, the border with Lebanon there. And this was a big, big uh, question is, you know, will Israel face a two or more front war? And so uh, it, it's a very precarious situation going yeah, forward. It's a disaster, isn't it? And it sounds like um, we can only hope that things go the right way, but it doesn't certainly sound like that. Um, all right. Now, 
It is November, and as we know, uh, there is an, a singer who every year starts to thaw out about now, uh, and that is Mariah Carey. Uh, musician Andy Stone, though, suing Mariah Carey for $20 million in California, alleging that that famous song, All I Want For Christmas Is You, infringed on her copyright. Stone co-wrote his song, also titled All I Want For Christmas Is You. I didn't even know this was a thing. Back in 1989, Stone accusing Carey and her team of copying his song's composition as well as structure on this too. Veronica, what do you make of this? I can imagine you bopping along in the car uh, to this one. I mean, you can't stop hearing it, right? Uh, but the idea that there had been a song that predates Mariah's All I Want For Christmas Is You with another one called The Same Thing, uh, we've seen quite a few cases come and go with people saying, I want a bit of that cash. Uh, what do you think of this case? So you should definitely check out the music video. Two completely different ones. Uh, very interesting to watch, though. But I had to look it up, and I said, oh, that's right, I do know this song. However, it's been some 20 years, so now that they're claiming an infringement, that's a little curious. So a lot of attorneys are going head-to-head -head on this, you know, saying, well, hey, what if a corporation, uh, you know, like mcdonald's had their name in something wouldn't they have the right to then sue but then does it call into uh you know affect the that there's been so much time you know between this obviously everyone knows this mariah carey song it's not something that it just became an overnight success so where does it go uh it could potentially head to court um you know it, it's definitely a talker with a lot of people saying well it's just the title that really there shouldn't be any claim beyond that but again Again, uh, you know, he's saying that he did apply for, uh, you know, these different official copyrights. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to go head to head with Mariah Carey in court. I reckon she would absolutely thrash you no matter what you did. Um, and she looks like a, a tough monster when it comes to it, if she needs to be. Um, but I think that uh, when we hear about not just the name, and obviously that seems a little bit dubious, but there's a lot of things that have similar names. I mean, there are songs that have the same name right around. Um, uh, there's, there's so many songs that are based on the same kind of premise, the same thing. It's the musical composition side that when we watch these kind of lawsuits about music, Music, they're generally the only ones that are able to be successful, but you say they're very different. Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, we did watch the case in New York um, that was uh, maybe about a year ago with um, you know, the family from uh, the 70s R&B song. And of course, you know, that was saying that there's only so many chords that you can use in music. So we have seen some similar cases mm. uh, go through the systems. You know, I think yeah. it depends on where this will be filed. Uh, moving forward. All right, Veronica, uh, get the tunes going. I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. All right. Now, new details are being released surrounding President Biden's meeting with the Chinese President Xi Jinping. The White House says an agreement in principle has been reached on a meeting later this month in San Francisco. Palestinian medics dug through rubble for signs of life on Tuesday after Israeli forces blew large craters in Gaza's biggest refugee camp, saying the military was targeting a central Hamas stronghold. Local health officials said at least 50 people were killed and 150 others injured in the Jabalia camp. This mother wept and prayed for three of her children killed in the strikes, saying, may God have mercy on them, to God we belong, and to him we will return. The Israel Defense Forces released footage of what it said were strikes on Jabalia. In a statement, it said they killed dozens of Hamas combatants in an underground tunnel complex, as well as a commander, Ibrahim Biari. IDF spokesperson Jonathan Conricus said of Biari, quote, 
He was very important, I would say even pivotal in the planning and the execution of the October 7th attack against Israel. A Hamas spokesperson denied any senior commander was at Jabalia and called Israel's claim a pretext for killing civilians. Reuters could not independently verify the number of casualties, but the many videos of dead and wounded children, such as this one from a hospital just north of Jabalia, are prompting protests around the globe and urgent calls for a ceasefire. That includes some within Israel, as families of hostages taken by Hamas worry for the safety of their loved ones believed to be in Gaza. United Nations spokesman Stéphane Dujeric pointed to international humanitarian law. Protection of civilians on both sides is paramount and must be respected at all times. The international humanitarian law establishes clear rules that cannot be ignored. It is not an a la carte menu and cannot be applied selectively. Bolivia on Tuesday cut diplomatic ties with Israel, accusing it of committing crimes against humanity in Gaza. Others, such as Chile and Colombia, recalled their ambassadors to Israel. On Wednesday, Israel accused Bolivia of capitulation to terrorism. All right, we'll have more ticker news right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.